This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Scott for Scott's here. Do you hear that? Bring the mic in close. That's not how the grass should sound. There's weeds everywhere on this lawn. It's time to take action with Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action. It gets three jobs done at once, kills weeds, prevents crabgrass, and feeds your lawn so it keeps growing strong. Ah, much better. Get a bag of Scott's Triple Action today. It's guaranteed or your money back. Feed your lawn. Feed it. The Purple Mafia with your host... Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. Today it's episode number 44 of Purple Mafia. Today is October the 6th, 2009. It's great to have you with me again today. As it was Packer Week this week, it was uh, an amazing, amazing game. Amazing Monday Night Football game. And uh, it's obviously the main focus today. And we're also going to preview the next week's show, or next week's uh, opponent, the St. Louis Rams. First and foremost, Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. On thesportstuff.com, there is a button in the right-hand side that says TSS Boards. Click on that. That is how you can join the family that we know of thesportstuff.com, where you don't just watch sports, you get involved. And that is the fun part. That's how you can vote on the polls. You can uh, get in conversations with just about anybody on there. Several, several members, several different topics. I mean, there's boards about everything. Everything from sports, every single sport, every single team, to uh, <laughs> video games, even politics, or whatever else you want. Very, very fun stuff. Alrighty. Also, we do have a call-in line. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. The number is 209 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Seven, seven. That is how you can join this show verbally, and you can hear yourself on the air. So you'll almost be like a co-host. Mention which show you are calling in, and of course, this case, Purple Mafia. Do your shout-out, question, comment, whatever it is, and there you go. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. Well, with no further ado, we're going to take a quick break and get into the the uh, the Viking Packer game right after this. 
Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 44. A reminder, for iPod users. All right, let's get into the game. Finally, we can get into the game. Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers. We had to wait an extra day. Man, Sunday was a long day, wasn't it? Just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting for football to finally happen. (laughs) It was a long day for me also. Thank God that... (laughs) The game was on Monday in my case because I had to mow 16 yards on Sunday because of the enormous amount of rain Thursday and Friday. Yeah, 16 yards, folks. Fun. All right. Well, <laughs> I got to see the darn game, thank God. And uh, that way I can do a higher quality show. Well, the game, there was so much energy coming into this one. You just, you just, It was unbelievable. The talk about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers having a icy relationship, that's how they described it, in Green Bay. You know, Brett Favre finally was forced out because they're like, it's time for uh, Aaron Rodgers to take over, and uh, he's a lot better quarterback than a lot of us probably expected coming in. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers' counterpart, as I mentioned about a thousand times. Look at Alex Smith. There were two quarterbacks. One might go number one overall, the other might go number two, or you never know, he might go fifth, he might slide even further. The unthinkable happened, as, yeah, Alex Smith went number one overall, and he's been a complete bust. I mean, he may never be a starter in the NFL. He might not even be a decent backup. And look at Aaron Rodgers. This guy is a legitimate Pro Bowl Bowl quarterback. Yesterday he had 384 yards, folks, and uh, it felt like about 600. It it, it really did. So I'm going to get deeper into that. But, uh, man, man, oh, man, was this game exciting. And uh, the Packers, of course, won the coin toss. And right away, it seemed like Aaron Rodgers, one after the other, is he's trying to prove to Brett Favre that he's the quarterback of the Packers now, basically. And he's not going to be this bum who took over for Favre. And he's just going to be like another one of 999 backups that failed, like pretty much was going on in San Francisco. Um, There's a conversation about how great Steve Young is. There's a conversation on NFL East to West, the most recent episode by Jim Towers. Um... I think Steve Young is better than some people might say, but at the same time, I mean, Jim Towers had a pretty decent argument. Montana was really the real deal, more so than uh, Steve Young. I mean, there's no doubt. But, yeah, that's what's kind of going on here, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, at very least, could be a Steve Young type of replacement for the Montana of the Packers, and not, uh, you know, not the rest, you know, not the rest, the Steve Bonos and the and the Elvis Gerbach and all that garbage. I mean, Gerbach was okay, but yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> the Alex Smiths. Um, Aaron Rodgers looks like a pretty darn good quarterback, though you will, you know, you could add. The Packers' win-loss record is pretty abysmal last year, despite the fact Aaron Rodgers had an amazing season. But this son of a gun came into this game firing, folks. I mean, the accuracy was there. When he would throw a ball, it was on a rope. Brett Favre's throws were on a rope, too, and oh my god, he looked like the Brett of old. He looked like Brett Favre in his prime today, and god, was it fun to watch. Oh, 
Two players today stood out. Three players today stood out more than anybody, than anybody in probably the whole week. I mean, in the NFL. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, and Jared Allen. <laughs> Jared Allen. I got a little ripping from uh, Farzine Vasugian, host of the Chiefs Zone. Host of the Chiefs Zone, Kansas City Chiefs. We all know where Jared Allen played two years ago and who was butt he kicked. Yeah, he kicked our he kicked our butt in 97. 97. 2007. That just shows how old I am. Yeah, Jared Allen had four and a half sacks today. We're going to continue to get deeper into that. Wow, what a game. Man, what a game. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, out of the gate, hitting everything, and he pretty much did it all day. It seemed like every time he threw the ball, there was a Green Bay Packer that was wide open. Yeah, wide open, and it was frustrating. The pass rush was good. Aaron Rodgers continuing to get rushed and knocked around, which is lucky because this this time it's the other quarterback, not Brett Favre, that's getting knocked around. And uh, every time, though, Aaron Rodgers cocked back to throw, it seemed like it was a completion and a first down. It's like, come on, come on. Two quarterbacks that execute the uh, West Coast offense about as good as anybody. Fantastic. But luck occurred on about the, oh, about the Vikings 20. (laughs) There was a fumble. Jared Allen forced a fumble. I mean, this guy did everything today. Jared Allen forced a fumble. Brian Robinson recovers. Ladies and gentlemen, the Vikings take over. Lucky. Thank God. No points for Green Bay. Minnesota takes over. And Brett Favre doesn't disappoint as he guides the Vikings on a uh, fairly time-consuming drive, but a... It started off with a couple of runs that worked and then a couple of runs that didn't work because the running game wasn't really what you would hope. As <laughs> Adrian Peterson's rush per carry, well, 2.2. 2.2, his long of the day was 12 yards, Adrian Peterson. He did get a touchdown later, we'll get into that, but man. But Brett Favre, though, was on his game. He's Brett Favre again, man. I mean, he threw some passes today that you didn't see earlier this year, not even anything close to it. Um, wow. Just an awesome drive by Brett Favre. Very impressive. That ended up in a goal line touchdown to Vasante Shenko, a guy who's going to rack up the TDs this year and the uh, the receptions. Just an outstanding tight end. Vasante Shenko has, has uh, emerged nicely. On the day, well, he only had three catches and for 18 yards, but still, they were all important catches, especially that one in the end zone. Um, but that's what mattered at that point in time. Unfortunately, though, almost immediately, Green Bay takes over, of course, and Aaron Rodgers hits Jermichael Finley, who took off. I mean, this guy is about a million times faster than I I expected. I mean, there was talk about how this guy is an up-and-comer in Green Bay, a really nice tight end that some of you fantasy owners out there, fantasy football players out there, might have saw as a sleeper uh, in your draft. Yeah, it's, there it is. It, it took a few weeks for him to for it to kick in, but there it is. 62 yards, scampered 62 yards, ran like a man. He he ran like a speed like a speed receiver for 62 yards, and the tackling wasn't too great. And uh, all that mattered is he beat everybody else along the way, and got a touchdown. That was awfully frustrating. Um. <laughs> And then the game was tied up almost immediately because of that. And then after that, there were a couple of couple of three and outs. Minnesota Minnesota had a three and out. That was a little frustrating. A couple of 
passes that weren't really in sync. Red Favre and uh, Chester Taylor not in sync on a play, and there was time to punt right away. The Vikings were pinned back pretty deep. But uh, luckily, things started to move in the right direction as we got into the second quarter. The second quarter itself was a little bit of back and forth, a little bit of frustration along the way. But Minnesota ended up taking the lead as Brett Favre completed a couple of nice passes to Sidney Rice and a beauty to Sidney in the end zone. I mean, Sidney Rice, you talk about a guy who he had a pretty nice rookie year and then kind of a classic, all he does is catch touchdowns sophomore year. He pretty much did almost nothing last year. Had a bad four touchdowns with less than 200 yards, did Sidney Rice. The Favre to Rice combination is really starting to get exciting. It really is. Sidney Rice on the day, five catches, 70 yards, and of course that 14-yarder. He had a 24-yard long on the day, but I mean, it felt like even more than that. Very, very impressive day for Sidney Rice. You can just see, you can just absolutely see the chemistry between Rice and Favre. It's, it's really, really picking up. And uh, the Vikings shut down the Packers nicely again. <laughs> Jared Allen and Co., and, and Co making it unbelievably difficult for Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers have to punt. Here come the Vikings on a very determined drive. Vikings looking good right off the bat. Aaron P- uh, Aaron Peterson, Adrian Peterson, again, struggled today. Was pushed backwards a little bit. And all of a sudden, Clay Matthews rips the ball out of Red Favre's hands. And there's nobody anywhere near him. The Vikings were screwed. Clay Matthews runs 42 yards for a touchdown. And instead of the Vikings taking a uh, <laughs> 21 to 7 lead late in the half or in the first half, it's a tie game, and and that got all of us pretty darn frustrated. Luckily, the Vikings came right out in the next drive. Uh, Favre hitting receivers left and right, beautiful. The offensive line playing by far their best game of the year, at least in terms of pass protection. Run blocking, well, uh, yeah, no. Run blocking wasn't quite as good. The Packers absolutely focused on the run today. And, uh, hey, if you want, if you want Brett Favre to beat you, well, he, he, he still can, and he proved it. <laughs> Just the guy, the way the guy threw the ball on a rope, these, these, uh, 25, 30 yard passes. Just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. As Bernard Berrien suddenly becoming a factor here. The, the chemistry finally, finally catching on between Favre and Berrien. Six catches, 75 yards, a 31-yard catch along the way in this game. Absolutely awesome. Gotta love that. And the drive ending, a very determined drive ending with Adrian Peterson being able to get through up the middle. A line smash, you could call it, in the old days. And 21-14 for the first time this season, the Minnesota Vikings go into halftime with the lead. Uh-oh, let's hope the fortunes don't change here that the team that leads in halftime loses when it comes to Vikings football this year. Well, thankfully it didn't go that way. Vikings get the ball going into the third quarter. And another time-consuming drive. Favre, though, completing nice passes along the way. And that's where that 31-yard gain for a touchdown, the 31-yard touchdown, Favre to Berrien, that was a thing of beauty, and that's when you knew Brett Favre is completely, 100% back to being Brett Favre 
I mean, there is no out of syncness anymore with this guy. He's had two amazing weeks in a row. And we all know the interception last week was, uh, you could pretty much say it was an unearned interception. Unfortunately, the stats line do not show that. <laughs> Brett Favre, an amazing day today. He almost had an interception, but luckily the ball was down, luckily. So, thank God. <laughs> that was in the end zone, by the way. That was before that Adrian Peterson run into the end zone before the half. That was very fortunate, but yeah. <laughs> Favre and Berrien putting the Vikings up 28-14. to And now it looks like the Vikings are on a roll. And things are looking a lot better because now because Aaron Rodgers has been getting whacked around and shut down and getting rattled a little bit because of a guy named Jared Allen <laughs> and his amazing, amazing historical day. An all-time best four-and-a-half sacks on Monday Night Football. All-time best right there. What a game by Jared Allen. And uh, <laughs> a nice third quarter for the Vikings as uh, they hung on to the lead. They maintained the lead the whole third quarter, 28-14. to 14. Looked like we're going to roll. Especially halfway through the fourth quarter as the teams exchanged a, bun- a bunch of punts. Along the way, lots of punts, including an Aaron Rodgers interception that uh, on a on a drive that looked you know looked like the Packers might have something going, but he threw it to Antoine Winfield. Luckily, Antoine Winfield making an amazing play down the down the stretch there. And midway through the fourth quarter, it looked like the Vikings had this thing in the bag. Aaron Rodgers appeared to have fumbled in the end zone. The Vikings looked like they were going to recover it on the one. McCarthy challenges the play. Aaron Rodgers clearly had his knee down. Good call. So instead of a potential one-yard, you know, first and goal for the Vikings, it's two points for the Vikings and a safety. And Jared Allen's fourth and a half sack, or I believe, no, that was his third and a half at the time. Third and a half sack. Officially at the time. And that was already like, oh my God, three and a half. Are you serious? Well, the Vikings go up 30 to 14, and it's like, yeah, here we go. This game's, this game's in the bag. But unfortunately, the Packers hold the Vikings uh, pretty good. Back Packers shut the Vikings down. And Aaron Rodgers goes to work, folks, big time. He goes to work. I mean, one completion after another, he was pretty much perfect along the way. It looked, it just reeked of prevent defense, and you could tell that's what it was. Prevent defense, and the old prevent defense, all it does is prevent wins. As the Vikings pretty much preventing the, the big play, but allowing completion after completion after completion after completion after completion. And the Packers make it, get a touchdown and make it 20, to make it 20 to 30. Unfortunately for the Packers though, oh, Ryan Grant couldn't hang on to the pass. It was a pretty, it looked like a pretty good play by Aaron Rodgers, right to Ryan Grant. This is the first time in a very short span here that a ball, a good pass by Aaron Rodgers was dropped by an important player. Dropped by Ryan Grant here. So instead of making an eight-point game and possibly one possession touchdown and two-point conversion for Green Bay, it's a two-possession game, and it's like, yep, Vikings are in business. Now we're going to pull away. It'll be okay now. The Vikings try to run the ball. They, they, they get the Packers to burn all their timeouts. But then when it was third down... Third down and eight, you figured the Vikings would run again and make the Packers, you know, really run the clock down because the Packers are out of timeouts. 
And yeah, you could burn about a good 40, 40 seconds or so off the clock with about three minutes to go. Favre goes deep for Bernard Berrien, who catches it, but was out of bounds, and the clock stops. Oh, man, what are the Vikings doing? Mm. It would have been great if Bernard Berrien caught it, but he didn't. But he didn't. That sucks. And <laughs> suddenly the Packers have a lot of time to do something here with about 319 left in the game. Oh, goody. Or was it 321 officially? That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Aaron Rodgers, completion after completion after completion. Luckily, the Vikings are able to stop him with about 55 seconds left in the game. Packers, remember, have no timeouts. They figure, go for the field goal. And they, they did. Mason Crosby and the son of a biscuit, Mason Crosby, beats me in fantasy football with that kick. It's like, oh, God, beat me by a half a point in the uh, my other fantasy league, not the uh, sportsstuff.com fantasy league. But, yeah, that's not important news. The other news is, hell, the Packers are within seven, and they're going to do the onside kick again. They're going to do the onside kick again. So, and, uh, well, this was the second onside kick in a row that Sidney Rice made a leaping grab, as, of course, that happened in the previous play after the Packers failed to uh, get their two-point conversion. Two onside kicks in a row. Sidney Rice making awesome plays. The guy is, the guy is a, he's a good athlete, man. He just flew up in the air, grabbed that son-of-a-gun ball, Vikings ball, and the game's over, baby. Vikings escape. Pretty scary game. Aaron Rodgers looked too good. It was, it was too close for comfort. The Vikings easily could have blown the Packers out on this day. No offense to the Packer fans. Yet at the same time, the Packers pretty easily could have won the game as earlier earlier in the game on a uh, fourth fourth and one. The Packers go for it on fourth and one, and Donald Lee dropped the ball. Donald Lee dropped the ball. That was about uh, a couple series ago. For some reason, I blanked on that. <laughs> Donald Lee dropped an easy, easy catch. Perfect throw by Aaron Rodgers. Donald Lee was open. Dropped it. So plays like that are what killed the Packers. And yeah, this game could have easily been a Packers win too, which is really scary actually. Aaron Rodgers, and uh, the, the, the pass defense scared me a little bit today. The pass rush was there, yet Aaron Rodgers still managed to play as well as he did. Frightening. Eight sacks by the Vikings. Yet Aaron Rodgers still threw for almost 400 yards. And uh, good Lord, man. <laughs> the guy's completion percentage, 70 not as good as Favre's. Not as good as Favre. So he gets all the credit in the world, does Mr. Brett Favre. But, uh, yeah, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. That prevent defense pissed me off a little bit. Very Denny Green-like. But the Vikings, luckily, able to squeak this thing out and come home victors. And that's what matters the most. And uh, <laughs> what I loved is when Michelle Tafoya told Brett Favre, hey, happy birthday. We know on a call on October 10th, you turned 40. And then Favre just kind of <laughs> closed his eyes and said, thanks for reminding me. And did a little grin. That's classic Brett Favre there. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> um, hey, happy birthday, Brett. I'm going to throw that out there as well. Happy birthday. I'm sorry you're turning 40, but hey, maybe you'll be the first 40-year-old quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Maybe. I didn't say they will, but maybe. So with that, I'm going to take a quick break. As uh, after this, After this break, we're going to get into the... Uh, 
St. Louis Rams. We're going to get into the poll last last week's poll. Not going to do one this week. I could have, but just very stretched for time, man. Very stretched for time. Got a lot going on. That's why I couldn't do the show last night. I had to get to bed right away after the game. So I apologize out there. I mentioned. I know there was a iTunes comment saying, you know, hey, awesome show. Just wish you could get the show out sooner at times. I understand. I'm I'm sorry. You know, I'm hoping I can get this a little bit more get a little more efficient with the timing, but sometimes I just can't. I mean, it's part of being a part of being an adult and having really tough schedules sometimes. I wish I had a more normal schedule. And I just might in the not too distant future. So, pray for me. That's all I got to say. All right. So, with no further ado, we'll get to that St. Louis Rams in the polls after this. Here on the sportsstuff.com, we're turning up the tempo on Brave the Wild. A new era has come to the state of hockey with new attitude, Martin Havlet. A more open style with coach Todd Richards. And a new philosophy in general manager Chuck Fletcher. We're available on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. Answer the call and get ready to Brave the Wild. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 44. Reminder for iPod, MP3, Microsoft Zune users. And real quick, for those of you out there that are Twins fans, ladies and gentlemen, it just occurred during the break, just occurred during the break, the Minnesota Twins are the 2009 American League Central Division Champions. Wow. Dome magic. Dome magic. Is it the year for the Twins and the Vikings? Is the dome magic going to happen again? I hope so, man. I hope so. One last time for the Twins and maybe some dome magic for Brett Favre and the Vikings. Alrighty. As, of course, the two teams are related. They've played in that stadium for almost 30 years. 28 years, folks. So, uh, congratulations to the 2009 American League Central Division Minnesota Twins. American League Central Division champion Minnesota Twins. It just occurred, so probably not breaking news for you that are listening to this, but it's breaking news to me is right now. So, just awesome. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into it. The St. Louis Rams are 0-4, and they're about the ugliest 0-4 in the NFL right now. Remember the team, the San Francisco 49ers, that really gave the Vikings trouble last, last week? I mean, they're a pretty tough team, man. Really tough. Just not quite as intimidating a quarterback in Sean Hill as uh, Aaron Rodgers really apparently appears to be. And also, let's not forget, Mike McCarthy was 5-1 and one against the Vikings until yesterday. Now he's 5-2. and two. That sucks. <laughs> Packers really having the advantage over the Vikings the last three years. Especially during that 13-3 and three season where our, our quarterback unfortunately threw an interception against the Giants in the NFC Championship game. To my disappointment, I rooted for the Packers in that game. But anyhow... Sorry, sidetrack, and that's how it goes. All right, the St. Louis Rams lose 35-0 to to the San Francisco 49ers. 35-0. to Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers are a good football team. They're a good football team, and they are going to win. Without any doubt in my mind, they're going to win the NFC West. The NFC West are going to, is going to go to the San Francisco 49ers. Congratulations in advance to them. That is a nice football team. And it's not because they beat up the St. Louis Rams. It's partially just <laughs> partially just how well they, they, they made mincemeat of them. That's the impressive part. But also just 
That's a good football team. They barely lost to the Vikings. It took Favre and Dome magic for that victory. Or Mall of America Field magic, I guess they, they call it when the Vikings play in there. It's still the Metrodome for the Twins, though. Still the Metrodome. So that still exists for the time being. As there will be Major League Baseball playoffs in the Metrodome. Yes. All right, I'll calm down now. St. Louis Rams virtually hapless in this game. They amassed nine first downs. Total, nine first downs, eight passing, only one rushing. Remember the guy named Steven Jackson who was supposedly this awesome running back? Well, no, you know. <laughs> well, he had an okay day, I guess. I mean, 79 yards, 3.4 per carry. That's what counts, the 3.4 per carry, as he did run the ball 23 times. Glenn Coffey. They give their, I think they're giving him the ball a little too much. San Francisco 49ers, quite frankly. Only a 3.1 yards per carry against the St. Louis Rams. That's not that good. And I know Steve Spagnola. I know Spags is the head coach of the St. Louis Rams, but I don't think the, I don't think his, his awesome defensive approach is going to, defensive schemes are going to save this team yet. I mean, it's going to take a couple of years. And when you got Kyle Bowler as your starting quarterback, mm. Yeah, I think the I think the Vikings are gonna have a, I think uh, Jared Allen's gonna have a field day on this son of a gun. Mm-hmm. 108 yards, 54 percent passing, an interception, and a quarterback rating of 48.6. The St. Louis or the 49ers, excuse me, sacked Kyle Bowler five times. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings at least do that, if not eclipse that next week. Um, receiving well. They don't really have much going on over there. They really don't. Not really. They have McMichael, who's eh, not much. Avery is an okay player. He's all right. He's all right. He had 47 yards receiving. But, I mean, you got Kyle Bowler throwing him the ball. Mm, I don't know. Not a pretty thing. Not a pretty sight over there in St. Louis. That's pretty much the deal. I mean, maybe, maybe... (laughs) That defense gets better. Uh, Laurinaitis is a pretty darn good football player. He's one of the hopes over there in St. Louis. They did amass four sacks on the day. So that's one thing to look at. Hall got a sack. Grant got a sack. Little and Ayu. That's a nice name. Ayu. Like, Ayu. <laughs> All getting sacks for St. Louis Rams. So we'll see if Brett Favre uh, gets, gets protected as well against the Rams as he did against the Packers. That was an amazing, amazing job by the Minnesota Vikings offensive line as they finally step it up in a big way. And this on a week when there was a little scare going on about Hutch, Steve Hutchinson having back issues. Back issues and offensive linemen doesn't go together very well. It really doesn't. <laughs> That's bad. Yet, man, Brett Favre just had a field day against these Packers. So I expect Brett Favre once again to have a field day against the St. Louis Rams. I mean, the run defense, well, Coffee didn't do so hot against them. He seemed at 70 yards, but as mentioned, it took 24 attempts to get there. So we're just going to have to wait and see on that. I do expect the passing game to be very successful once again, as Brett Favre is really getting into stride. Because look at, at Sean Hill's numbers last week. Look at Sean Hill's numbers. Now, it's not even so much the, the uh, it's more of an efficiency thing. He only had 152 yards, but two touchdowns, 105 rating. Looks pretty good. 
looks pretty good. I mean, that's pretty good for Sean Hill, a guy who was a third-string quarterback, really, until he got to San Francisco. So, interesting thoughts there going for the St. Louis. I don't think the St. Louis Rams are going to come close. Hopefully the Vikings finally get a straight-up blowout other than that Cleveland game. They've had a hard time getting blowouts. They certainly didn't blow out San Francisco, and they could have, I think they could have scored a few more against the uh, Green Bay Packers. That's just me. So that's pretty much the end of that. Now before I say goodbye today, we are going to get into the polls as mentioned, but even before that, real quick, I want to I welcome Twineball. Yes, Twineball. Welcome to the sportsstuff.com. I noticed you mentioned me as a referral. Thank you very much for stopping by and joining the sportsstuff.com. And uh, yeah, he joined the family, and I encourage you also out there. He mentions how about Favre after today's game. That's, of course, the uh, 49ers game. After today's game with Favre's final 80-yard drive with no timeouts, ending in that miracle pass to Lewis to win the game. Can the haters finally acknowledge that hiring Brett Favre was a good move? And I say absolutely and now, if you couldn't say that after the 49ers game, you had damn well say it after the Green Bay Packers game because Brett Favre is back. As long as his arm can stay healthy, Brett Favre is back. And he is our quarterback, not the Packers quarterback, and not the Jets quarterback. And uh, absolutely a dream come true to have a player that good. As This does not happen Really ever. It happens about every 30 years. You had Fran Tarkenton. Now you have Brett Favre. It's been a long time. Tommy Kramer, eh, you know, decent, but not that great. Wade Wilson had a miracle run one year in 87. Other than that, he was well below average. Rich Gannon was a a better player than the Vikings coaching staff gave him credit, and he wound up succeeding elsewhere. Did not win a championship, but was in the big game. Brad Johnson, well, you know, he was all right. In his first stint here, he was better than his second stint, I'd say. Culpepper, well, amazing some days and horrendous, I mean, some years and horrendous others. A very bipolar quarterback. And he probably, I I don't know, a very bipolar player. I'm not going to get into that other thought that I almost got into. But, uh, because that's his business if he is or not. But he's a bipolar player. I'll just leave it at that. Um, (laughs) Craziness. Absolutely nuts. So even if it is just for one year, we have a legend at quarterback. You have a player that when the ball is hiked into his hands, it's virtually coming out of his hands already. Just unbelievable. Twineball mentions that in another post. Just This guy is amazing. Brett Favre. Thank God he's here. And thank God Twineball is a part of things. Thank you for hopping on board about, oh, about a year ago. So thank you again, buddy. Welcome aboard. Great to have you. All right, let's get to the polls. Enough of that. Enough of my self-indulgence, right? No, it's not even that. No, I just I'm just happy to have him on board. That's what matters to me. As it is time to get to that poll, who will lead the Vikings in receiving touchdowns this year? Not receptions, reception, receiving touchdowns. Receiving touchdowns. That was what it was. Bernard Berrien, Percy Harvin, Sidney Rice, Vasante Shanko, or other. Percy Harvin wins in a landslide with 86%, and Sidney Rice with the remaining 14. So, congratulations to Percy Harvin, and I agree with that, though right now, Sidney Rice might, uh, Sidney Rice has an outside chance of doing that. So, we're just going to have to wait and see. Surprisingly, Vasante Shanko 
0%, surprisingly. And then after Berrien's game, wow. All right, so that's where, where things stand right now. Most of you out there say Percy Harvin's going to win that. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but that wasn't his day yesterday. Did make a nice 43-yard reception, um, but only caught two passes. The other reception was a two-yard loss. So <laughs> not the greatest day ever for Percy Harvin. But uh, it's it's coming. His day's coming, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. As you know, he's going to make a catch and break loose one of these times. Because I, I don't think it's going to be a deep pass like it would be to Berrien and maybe Rice. I think it's going to be more of a short catch and, and adios, bye-bye, you know. That's the kind of player Percy Harvin is. And, uh, well, that's pretty much how we're going to conclude things today. I thank you guys for joining. The Vikings will be 5-0. and They will be 5-0. and Knock on wood. They will be 5-0. and And uh, we're just going to have to hold. We'll, we'll get into that game when it matters next week. Go Vikings and go Twins in the postseason. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.